we have an intro song. We're back. We're back. We're back. This is the new intro. No, it's not. Because we're back. <laughs> Don't be mad, podcast. That's all of yours gone already. All of yours are gone. New year, new intro. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's 2018. First official episode of the new year. We're back. We are back, guys. We're back. Took an extra week just to uh, help ourselves, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of shit to do during the holiday season. So, you know, take that extra week just to, you know, make sure we're refocus. Refocus. We're level, you know. All of our our energies are in balance. You know? Stop that chakra nonsense. It doesn't exist. Uh, to you. Too much anime. Uh, no. That's just life, man. It's more astrology than anime or anything. There's no such thing as astrology. It's just, it's just stuff people made up to sell books. You need to open your mind, Jason. Mm-hmm. Open your mind and your heart. Okay. Okay, Tony Robbins. <laughs> Welcome to the Don't Be Mad Podcast, your weekly dose of two guys that are good friends, shooting the shit, and giving you a perspective you probably didn't think of. Yeah. I'm your host, Matthew, at Lefty Lucky, joined here as always with... Jason. How y'all doing? Jason's looking blind right now, he just put some eye drops in, so... Yeah. uh, He's looking a bit uh, glazed over there, you know? I got, think he just like took a couple joints to the head. I got that. Pil- I got the Pill Cosby eye right now. <laughs> well, let's start it off the right way. Happy New Year, guys! It's 2018. It's been great. Yeah. Well, like I said, we took that extra week just because we have a lot of behind the scenes things going on, and we wanted to make sure that when we came back, we came back right. As most of you know, the website is still down, but it will be up very soon because. Oh, yeah. We're improving it, essentially. Trust me, when you see what it looks like, you're going to be, like, amazed and baffled. It's going to be worth it. You're like, how did they do this? We're taking our time with it because we want to make sure that we bring it out with the proper rollout. Yeah, so I just want to make this clear from the beginning because I know a lot of people used to get the podcast from the uh, website, listen to it. So if you want to, um, you know, if you want to download the podcast, just go on iTunes, Google Play, iHeart, Stitchers, Spotify, anything that you listen to a podcast to, we are there. Yeah. Just look for Don't Be Mad and you will find us there. You can still catch us that way because, I mean, the show must go on even if the website's down. And then once the website's up, all the episodes will be back up there as per usual. So yeah. just a matter of time and a, a bit of patience on both our sides. You know, just bear with us as we do this for you. Yeah, and you can expect a lot of new changes for the good coming up for the website. I'm telling you, everyone, it's, uh, I was amazed when I saw it, like how it's going to be. So uh, keep your eyes tuned for that. For sure, for sure. And um, yeah, I also want to thank everyone again for an amazing 2017. Uh, You guys got us, uh, you guys supported us a lot during that time. and Hit the ground running, baby. We appreciate it so much and uh hopefully 2018 we are going to make it even better and do bigger things and just have fun with it as usual and talk that shit like we always do (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that being said should we get us started yeah man start off what are we talking about today all right 
Let's start off with a little bit of why you guys are crazy for thinking Oprah should be president. <laughs> Look, let me just start by saying, love Oprah. think she's awesome. Obviously, one of the most influential people, regardless of gender, just people, period, in the world. But there's no way in hell she should be president. <laughs> I know she gave a phenomenal Golden Globe speech. I watched it. I was... I was one of the people who stood and applauded. Like, it was freaking good. But I think if we have learned anything from Trump being president, it's that Oprah, like, we should stay far away from celebrities being president. Period. Yeah. Leave it to career politicians. Let them do it. Let them be the ones. Like, don't, don't. No, Oprah in the in, in the in the White House is a is a big no no. Any celebrity in the White House is a big no no. And the only exception is Ronald Reagan, but he was in politics way before yeah. that. Yeah, by the time he jumped yeah. in, he was a career politician. So, so uh, it, it was a no brainer. No, no celebrities. We don't want The Rock. We don't want none of that nonsense that people keep saying. Oh, you should run for this. You're no, 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 no. Start right. off, start off as a mayor somewhere first. Start off doing that. Start off being a running for governor or or a senator or a house representative or something like that. But don't go from celebrity to president. That's just a recipe for disaster. Look at the disaster the states have right now. You know, I was really pissed off when they were like, Oprah should run and have Michelle Obama as her VP. That's the stupidest thing ever, especially when Michelle is more qualified to Way run. Way more qualified. To run as, a, as president um, compared to If I'm not mistaken, Oprah. she has a double master's. Both of them law related. Yeah. And you're going to tell me she should be the VP to Oprah? That's a slap in the face to Michelle Obama, people. Like, come on. Do your Googles, man. Do your Googles. And understand why some of the shit you say is just ridiculous. Plus, Oprah never said she wants to be president. Even Michelle Obama said she never wanted to be president. Let's just understand, like, the bar right now is just so low. We got to raise it. You know, it's funny that you talk about the bar. Yesterday I was watching an episode of uh, South Park. <laughs> where uh, Cartman was versus Honey Boo Boo or something like that, and George Car- and they said this is the lowest. Like Cartman was fighting Honey Boo Boo on a on a on a on those scooter things, yeah, in a pit of spaghetti sauce. Like, <laughs> and in in on the side story, you know how South Park does it. They had um, George Cameron go to the depths of the ocean to raise the bar. And everyone thought the bar doesn't exist. There's no such. There's no physical bar. There's and bar. <laughs> you see, he finds the bar and he starts raising it, and all the standards and everyone started raising up. I was like, wow. I really think we, as Americans, both Canada, U.S., even Mexico, we got to raise that bar. We oh, yeah. have set it so low to the point that someone like Trump is in there, and we think somebody who is another celebrity who might just have a different stance is somebody who should become the leader of the free world. And it's, it, it makes no sense. We got to get back to raising the bar, having higher expectation for our leaders. Yeah. Pick better leaders. We want Uncle Joe back. Bring back Joe Biden. <sighs> Joe Biden would have been good, man. I want jo- Uncle Joe. That's what we call him. You know, it was unfortunate he had like, you know, there were some family issues there, you know? Like, I think he'll run. I think he'll run, though. I think he'll run. I would run love for him to run. A career politician. Yeah, who yeah. knows what they're doing would make a lot more sense. Uncle Joe could run, man. He'll beat. And the thing with Joe Biden is he has a foul mouth, a, a respectable foul mouth, though. <laughs> so he could get after Trump in certain ways that will actually push his buttons. So I'll be like, oh, yeah, he could, he could probably do it. Um, and yeah, no Hillary Clinton. No one wants her. 
no one which wants is incredible Clinton. because she of anyone who's run in the last few elections is the most qualified to do too the job. shady man too shady look i like my politician shady Nah. I want you to do dirty things and me not know about it or ever find out about it. It's not good. That keeps the world safe. <laughs> if you're a politician and you're not shady, I can't trust you. I want to know there's some skeletons in your closet that if they were to come out, I would be shocked and appalled. But the fact that they don't come out lets me know you're going to do a good job. No, uh, no, I don't think she I don't even think she would have done a good job. Honestly, she would have done a way better job. Than Trump. Better than Trump. But <laughs> but. I uh, like how, like, like you said, the bar is low. So, yeah, she would have raised the bar, but what would she have done? She's literally at the top of the bar if you really, if you want to be realistic about it. Uh, Biden, Biden's been there longer. I will put him. Biden's yeah. more likable. That's what you. But need. I, I mean, I'm talking about qualifications here, like somebody who's been in the realm, who has it's still Biden all the accolades, like has pretty much all the credentials that are there to be like, yeah, you were suitable for this job. It was her. It was still Biden, though. And, and they her, still didn't though. take her. Why? Because, uh, and they want to say it's all like the shady shit, the Benghazi and the emails and all this shit. No, just tell the truth. It's because she's a woman. Eh. Just tell the fucking truth. It's because she's a woman. Well, you know how the states are, but. That's, a, that's exactly why I'm saying just, it's exactly that. The same way we know exactly why Trump was in there. White supremacy. The whites are at it again. <laughs> he spoke their language, man. <laughs> the whites are at it again. That, that's all it was. He spoke their language. So yeah, so speak on it. Since you brought up Trump, speak on uh, what the nonsense he talked about today. With the, the apparent shithole countries that Call all you. the immigrants come to and how they got to do better vetting and making sure that they get more immigrants from European countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically say Norway. We should have more people from Norway. Like, you're right, please. We want people from Norway for it. Look, I'm going to tell you exactly what I was telling Jason before we started recording. Nothing this guy says surprises me anymore. When he said this, I was not surprised. Why? This is what he has been doing even before becoming president. When he was going through the applications for housing, he would put a C on the top of a document for somebody who was black coming in or, or Latino as referring them as colored. So a guy who does that, we're surprised that he's going to have this type of thing to say about immigrants that come from Haiti, El Salvador, and African countries and call them shithole countries. This is the man he's always been. This is the guy he showed us he's been. This is why he's had class action lawsuits against him from minority people when it came to the housings that he owned. This is Trump. Don't be shocked that Trump is being Trump. The thing that we should be surprised about is that we are still allowing Trump to be Trump as president. That's what's shocking to me. Uh, well, you know, Republicans, um, they're, um, this is the thing with, I always say about conservatives and people who follow that philosophy. Um, liberals or Democrats, whatever you call them, they're more for the collective. Conservatives are me, myself, and I. So what's best interest in, in me? Like I always say, conservatives will give up their first son if it was to get money for themselves. They would do that. They would honestly do that. Like, you can't even get one conservative on TV to say that, oh, he's, uh, Trump said this, or they're going to be like, well, they bring up some, they, they can't give a yes or no answer to anything you ask them. They always go into this long diatribe of something like, you know, oh, well, he was trying to say this about that. And I'm like, no, did he say oh, this? Yeah. Yes or no? They can never, and this is the thing with conservatives, they, they're self, it's self-preservation with them. They would sell, they're essentially snitches. 
they're snitches. That's what they are. They would snitch on everything to just protect themselves, to protect what's important to them and them only. This whole idea of like country over party, which has not been shown whatsoever with this ever since Trump came in. The thing that like it's so apparent too, because when you have these conversations about him calling these places shithole countries and the simple fact that we we talk about this, like what he said, but then when the conversations about his racism or his his racist ways come about, like everybody wants to like pretty much sweep it under the rug or completely ignore the conversation altogether. It's the pattern that he shows and at a certain point we gotta acknowledge the fact that as far as the media is concerned, as far as these politicians are concerned, it's like Jason just said, they only care about the fucking selves. They don't give a fuck about what's happening with us. They haven't cared whatsoever. Like look when they finally got the tax reform pushed through he was in that meeting with all the rich people there saying, I just made you guys a lot richer. You know, completely disregarding his core demographic of people that got him in there. You know, the people from Ohio and the Midwest, all that stuff, who he was basically pandering to the most about talking about how he's going to help them out. You mean, and then, you mean the dumb hicks? And I'm sorry to say that, but you guys are dumb hicks. If you are poor, especially, like, even Dave Chappelle was saying this. We'll talk about Dave Chappelle in a second, what we was talking about. But poor people on all ends, white, black, Latino, whatever. If you voted for Trump, you are stupid as hell. Don't expect anyone with money to sweet talk you and say, I'm going to fight for you, especially if they're conservative. When has that ever happened? When has someone rich ever fought for you? Like most of you, most of you lost your houses because of these rich people. They lost their houses, lost <laughs> their lost health insurance. Your, insurance, your, your houses and stuff. In the housing crisis, who do you think? Who do you think? Um, who do you think took all that money when you guys lost your houses? Who do you think got all those bonuses and stuff like that? It's people like Trump. That's the same ilk, the same ilk of people. And I'm sorry to say this, but you people who who are poor and you wanted something else, I didn't say you have to vote for Hillary. You didn't have to vote for her, but obviously lesser of bad evils. But you voted for Trump, thinking a, a billionaire who takes a shit on a gold toilet is going to somehow fight for you. <laughs> Seriously. That's the most stupidest thing, and you should be ashamed of yourselves. I just don't know how anybody could have trusted a guy who eats well-done steaks with ketchup. <laughs> like, that right there is all I needed to know that this man can Didn't he eat Kentucky with, like, a, a knife and fork Dude, or something like that? Kentucky McDonald's every day. It's only a matter of time before he has a stroke or some shit. <laughs> fucking ridiculous bro he's a sad sad man but but yeah we give him a lot of time to Trump more than we usually do we usually give him like the 16 seconds and stuff but you know he's wrong no, for that because it, it's time deserved because and like we're saying like you call these countries shithole countries but the one thing that we have to acknowledge is the fact that African nations like immigrants that come from these African nations immigrants that come from Haiti immigrants that come from even the Central Americas when they come here they work hard. They come here to get educated. They want to contribute to society in the best ways possible. They're not coming here simply to just be half-assed citizens of this country just because they've heard the hype about it. Like, they come here with a goal and vision that not only they want to have for themselves, but for their extended families who probably didn't even get to make it here. Yeah. But to say that where they come from is like a shithole country, it's just a complete slap in the face to any and all immigrants that have ever stepped foot in America. And it's the understanding, too, that 
shithole countries can't produce people that are hardworking, dedicated citizens that actually become natural citizens of your, well, not natural citizens, but can become citizens of your country and actually contribute to your economy. That won't happen from a shithole country. So to spit in the face of these people who actually come here and do good for you and do good for the country that you may have been fortunate to be born in is disgusting in every shape and form. Yeah, he needs to get stomped out. Like, he needs to get, like, a, a like just a good slap in the face. Like, just a good, I'm not even a slap, a backhand. Look, I, I would love for that to happen, but at the same time, we know the Secret Service is there 24-7. It's just not going to happen. There's a lot of stuff that can happen. I've seen, I've seen presidents get sick, throw up on people. I've seen them, I've seen presidents get backhanded, slapped, and get pies thrown in their face and shit. It's possible. Well, not in a joking sense. I mean, like, in a serious setting, there's no way you get that close. Of course you can. Not with the Secret Service around, man. No, the Secret Service is there, but they can't really do that much. Not in public anyways. That's going to be it's gonna be a revolt. If Secret Service actually brandishes a weapon on people, like American citizens... It's because the president's in danger. Huh? If the president's in danger, they can. If they're shooting at him, sure. I would say use your gun, but not if uh, you get a pie to the face. I'm just saying you never get that close. Yeah, you can. You can. <laughs> Trust me, there's plenty of stuff where it You have high hope, Jason. It would never happen. Yeah, screw this guy. Let's, let's get to something else a bit more happy. Did you watch that college football game? Of course. I know you love your Crimson Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> Roll Tide, man. I'll tell you right now, man. The state of Georgia, when it comes to football, is cursed. <laughs> wow. It was just... Uh, I, I I knew Alabama was going to come back and win because even even if they hadn't changed the quarterback, I think they still would have won because that defense is just ridiculous. Well, no, I feel like, yeah, changing the quarterback one was a smart move. But also having Georgia completely change their game plan from rather than trying to continue their speed game and use that, which was working, to trying to slow down the pace and just eat up clock, which we know rarely works in college football, that's what screwed them. Because the one thing we knew about Georgia is, like, they're a fast team on both sides of the ball. And, like, if they had any chance of winning this, they would have to keep a fast pace considering you look at Alabama's guys, they're all Big guys, big powerful guys, and the way you beat that is with speed. You gotta outwork them, you gotta make them work harder than they work before. So you slow down the pace for a big powerful team, you're basically telling them, yeah, come back, which is exactly what they did. <laughs> yeah, Alabama. Um, like I said, yeah, man, that the and the QB, the freshman. Uh, the true freshman who came in relief, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts never played for Alabama again. Oh, I'll just say Tua He's because tried. I He's cannot say his last name. I, I don't want to disrespect yeah. him and butcher his last name, so Tua. Tua, yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts is never playing uh, for a quarterback for the team again because he, uh, he was awful, though, in that game, though. He was not doing anything, but he's the been thing awful. The Jalen Hurts that bugs me is, like, he has opportunities to just air it out, and he doesn't. He's not that good. Yeah. He isn't no. that good. <coughs> that's why he he's not going to be drafted as a quarterback in the NFL. And no, I don't that's, think so. That's what it is. He's not going to be. Drafted. I mean, if anything, this would be the time for him to change his position and and see what works best for him. But yeah, it's just the simple fact that it's like you you don't take those shots. You know, like he doesn't go out there and try to like win the games. You know, like he'll he'll run it himself. He'll do his option plays when he has to. But it's always like a first check, second check. If it's not there, then he's running with it himself. You know, yeah. like he doesn't take those risks. Whereas 
The second Tua got in, he was just like, you know, I'm just going to throw this ball. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> and he was on he was on the bench for most of the season while he playing garbage time and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Like that's a legend born right there, and I'm, I guarantee you that's who Alabama's going to start next season. And Jalen Hurts, he's going. Oh, I, I would not be surprised if Tua starts next season. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is going to get transferred, so he's going to transfer to a different, different school. I don't know where, but he's going to transfer. I don't I think he will though. Yeah, he will. I, I I'd honestly be shocked if he did. He will. Because there was talk about it since before, since before um, the 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 college playoffs started. Since it began, like the middle of the season for college football, like there was talk of like him transferring. I know there was a lot more talk for the uh, the second string guy at Georgia, who lost his job to From. Yeah. There was more talk about him leaving, like possibly going to Washington or some other school. But uh, when it comes to Hurts, what he has one more season left there. Or one more year left there, if I'm not mistaken. Doesn't, if he wants to, whatever. But he can like I said, he's not going to get drafted by I any. think if he's smart, you stay in Alabama, change your position. Because if anything happens to Tua, you can always go back to playing quarterback. But you switch your position, either you go like tight end or some shit. Yeah. You stay there because you, you know it's a program that if you switch your position, you're going to get accepted with it. And they're going to actually push you forward with that. And, and being in Alabama in itself... If you could switch your position and be good at that position, it's going to look very good for him. I don't think so. I, I but Quarterbacks, man. If right. something happens to him, God forbid, you know you're going to get right back in there as quarterback. Mm. So it's one of those situations where it's like, yeah, if you want to be remain quarterback, if you want to be arrogant about it, so be it. Stay as a backup. But best case scenario, you switch your position, and if something happens to him, unfortunately, then you switch back over to quarterback. Mm. We'll see. Because you got to consider the fact that all season, he was the one who got them there. Even though he wasn't the one that wanted for him, he got them to yeah, that point. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But uh, good luck, good win, Alabama. You are champions again. Uh, Nick Saban, stay in college football because if you you can't make it in the NFL. Cause he, I don't see Nick Saban leaving. He can't leave because he, he can't cut it in the NFL. No, it's not even a matter of can't leave. Why would he leave? Hmm? I think there was, they said after... The salary he made this year and, and all it's comparable bonuses, to NFL, but NFL he made somewhere around like eleven million dollars plus. And and you're thinking like you are in Alabama where there are no other professional teams, like the Crimson Tide are the team. You are essentially the man in that place. Yeah, but that whole section is more cowboy fans than anything else. So Alabama. And all that's Georgia. All the, they, they, that's Cowboy Atlanta. All that, all as that area good as stuff. the Cowboys are when it comes to college sports, the pride and, and fandom there, it's second to none. The Cowboy, no, Cowboy fans are bigger than any college team. And that's, that's for sure. That's a 100% guarantee. I don't know how, but Cowboy fans are everywhere. There's not, you, you can go. I'm not saying about, about globally. I'm, I'm saying specific to Alabama. Well, yeah, Alabama. There? There's nothing in Alabama, so yeah, they're gonna. That's, they're that's going exactly to, what I'm saying. But like, if there's a fo- Alabama, if you're Crimson Tide, you are like the cream of the crop. Eh. So it's like, why would he leave? Like, essentially, he is. I'm not gonna say God, but like, he is that. He's that fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah, but he can't. Like I said, he he won't be able to handle the personalities in the NFL. <laughs> he will not be able to. He quit on the. He quit on the Dolphins. So why would he go back to the NFL? He'll get criticized and chewed out by a lot of players. I don't see any reason for him. Like those rumors that came up, I, I didn't even entertain because to me it's like there's absolutely no reason for him to leave. And it's like him, him being with um freaking 
Belichick in the same division. Like, that's what really sent him over the top. That's why he couldn't do it. Couldn't beat Belichick. Couldn't beat Belichick. That's why he quit on the Dolphins. And that's why Tosh, uh, Daniel Tosh always insults him any chance he gets on the show. Because he quit on that. Daniel Tosh, is a, as everyone didn't know, he's like a, um, a Dolphins fan. And he always talks about uh, Tuscaloosa and how they're backwater hicks and everything like that. And they have sex with their sisters and their cousins and shit like that. So that's why he always makes fun of them. Via Daniel Tosh, not us. Yeah? We said no such things. That was all Daniel Tosh. Yeah, well, there's stuff like that that happens in Alabama. Stereotypes do come from something. They do come from a little bit of truth. Nope, I'm, I'm not co-signing that at all. Hey, people from Alabama will tell you that. <laughs> Which is not funny. They would tell you that at all. They would tell you that too. It's not hilarious. All. all right. Moving on, since we mentioned Belichick, let's talk some uh, NFL playoff football. NFL. Dude, you don't have to play that. That's one of your Monday nights, man. I like the song. Yes. They have no one to, to on that anyways to call please. Like his John Gruden bitch ass went to the Raiders like it's gonna make any difference. Huh? Let me what be mean? the first one to say fuck you John Gruden he ain't gonna do shit. Why are you mad at John Gruden for? And you're not gonna last 10 years. Are you afraid because now he's in the division with the Broncos and he's probably gonna beat them senseless now? Okay Chargers fan you don't care? Huh? Not really. <laughs> I, I don't, it's not, not even a matter of beat us badly it's more a matter of I don't give a fuck who John Gruden thinks he is it's more the personnel it's more the personnel that on defense that they don't have so I'm not really worried about we all know that one Super Bowl you guys because you took over Tony Dungy's team so don't act like it was all you buddy flex on that Uh, I don't know I can't I'm not gonna say that all you're good for is watching tape and talking to quarterbacks that's it no boy well, he's going to have a good quarterback to talk to, no? Yeah, talk to Carr about Jesus, buddy. <laughs> he's just God-fearing mad. dickhead. Are you guys, is is that uh, coach for still there for Denver? Who, Vance? Yeah. Of course he is. Isn't he going to get fired? No, we fired everybody else. <laughs> Except the one person that you should fire, John Elway? Whoa, 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 relax. How many coaches now under him and how many bad QBs under him? That's a whole bunch. Hey. He's brought us to Super Bowl one one. Relax. With and I'm Yo, st- what about now? Trust the process. What process? If if you had a process, you get Bronco Baker you, Mayfield next up. You don't want Baker Mayfield. No one wants Baker Mayfield. No one wants that problem. Most likely we're gonna get Mason Rudolph. No one wants that problem. I'm speaking into existence. If we can't get Mason Rudolph, we're gonna get Baker Mayfield. It's one of the two. Just how it goes down. You guys didn't finish near last. So how are you going to get Baker Mayfield? Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Who are you going to give up? Uh, Brock Wilder for something? Don't worry about what we do. Just know we will do what we need to do. Which was nothing. Not to get either Baker Mayfield or Mason Rudolph. Future Broncos. And you watch it, watch it and get nothing. Yo, relax. <laughs> John Elway. I don't, I don't trust him as a, as a GM. You can't have all these bad coaches and Bad and back quarterbacks in succession like that. Bad coach. Gary Kubiak was a bad coach. Yeah, he won us a Super Bowl. No, Peyton Manning won you the Super Bowl, and your defense won you the Super Bowl. Gary Kubiak didn't do anything. The year Peyton won with us was the worst season he's ever had. But you had a good defense, no? Yeah. Okay. And who's our head coach? Gary Kubiak. Respect it. Please, Gary Kubiak couldn't. Look, we're getting off topic here. We're talking about the playoffs this week. 
Saturday. Start off with Philadelphia. Ooh, baby. All right. And I believe they are playing Atlanta. Atlanta's probably going to win that game. Yeah, they, they should. They're, dude, Carson Wentz went out, and pretty much that was it for me when it came to Philly. I saw, I would be very shocked if they pull off the upset tomorrow and beat Atlanta, considering how Atlanta's defense decided to start playing in the last few weeks, uh, even though their offense is still struggling. Well, Atlanta, uh, I don't know. There's some. They're not going to make it all the way to the end. I don't know who they're going to lose against, but the team is uh, the team is weird. I don't know. Matt Ryan, I don't really trust him as a quarterback. I think he's going to have a mistake when it counts the most. And as for Nick Foles, Nick Foles could handle the load. Like We know he can handle the load, but can he win them a game? If their defense plays well, sure. He can win, he can win them a game. I, I just... I don't trust it against Atlanta's defense for him to actually go out there and win them a game. I think he can manage the game. He can keep it close. He can maybe pull off two or three big plays that could set things off. But when it comes down to it, I feel like Atlanta should be able to put that pressure on him to like basically just stifle what he needs to do. <laughs> That's just, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at more of the stats of like you got these veteran guys there versus like a Philly team, which is... As explosive as they have been, the biggest explosive reason they had for being where they were was Carson Wentz, and he's out. And we saw, like, Nick Foles in the last week, or not last week, the week before when he came in, really wasn't doing it. Yeah, he'll be fine, though. They'll be fine. They'll be fine for a loss. Yeah. be fine for a loss. Yeah, but Atlanta, Atlanta should win that game. Also, tomorrow we got uh, Tennessee and New England, and, I mean, come on. Do we really need to talk about this one? I'm going with Tennessee. You're... <laughs> Oh yeah, because he's got he's got family from Tennessee, so he's kind of uh, going for that. No, because the Patriots can't stop the run, <laughs> and they have two well, look, good they have two good running backs. Demarco Murray's not playing, huh? Demarco Murray's they not still playing. can't they still can't stop the run though. But I will say this: if Henry goes out there and he can run his ass off, which we know he can, and Mariota could run too. Mariota's a mobile quarterback; he can run as much as he can run. I don't expect him to run that much. He'll probably have to to be. He'll, he'll do his best to stick in the pocket. He'll try to beat them in the air. And I mean, like, look, if Eric Decker could have another game like he did last week, who the hell knows? Who, who, what? Eric Decker. Who's he? A white guy who killed. Oh, you mean Eric Eric Decker, the the one who vanished during the Super Bowl time when hey. he vanished? He was talking before the Super Bowl. We couldn't see him in, during the Super Bowl. Did you see oh, him? We found last him after week? the Super Bowl. Yeah, he he won't do that though. He's did not. Did you see what he did to Kansas City? Yeah, but he's not going to do that again though. I'm just saying. And it's Kansas City. If he can have 50% of what he did last week, it could be problematic. And it's Kansas City, man. Freaking Andy Reid, always playing safe as he always does. That's why he always gets beat. So I was happy to see him lose. <laughs> Alex Smith's not staying there anyways. Oh, they're getting rid of him. Yeah. But, uh... Hey, maybe Alex Smith should come to uh, Denver. I doubt it. Yeah, you never know. LA could pull the Yoki dough. Let's be like, yeah, we're looking at Baker Mayfield and all of a sudden, Alex Smith. Hey... Welcome to Denver. Check out the facility. Look at our defense. Alex Smith would be like, thanks, but no thanks. Really? <laughs> yeah. You're out of your mind. He'd be like, thanks, but no thanks. All we need is a quarterback. And an offensive line. Yeah, that could work. <laughs> okay. Alex Smith is good for a check down. He gets that ball out quick. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, he used to get sacked a lot too. That's why until he got an offensive line, start to be accurate and stuff like that, he used to get sacked all the time in in my in um 
San Francisco. Anyways, you're picking Titans. You're crazy. Yeah, I'm picking Titans. I'm picking New England just because if you're a betting man, you know where you put your money. Good old Belichick. All right. What's the next game? Am I wrong? Uh, sometimes. Sunday's first game, Jacksonville versus Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh should win that easy. Should. But will Antonio Brown be ready to go? Of course he'll be ready to go. He'll be fine. Well, he left practice today with an illness. Plus, I, he still has that nagging injury. He'll be fine, though. He'll play. I think he'll play. I, I just don't know if he'll be 100%. And I don't even think they need him to beat the, the, the Jaguars anyways. Jaguars' defense is tough, but... Yeah, they gave Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> his worst game ever. Five interceptions. Yeah, but Ben is a rapist, so... Those things are bound to happen. Jesus Christ. Those things... <laughs> what, am I wrong? What is, is what I said wrong? I didn't say you were wrong. Okay. I told the truth. Can we, I don't think him, allegedly, for legal purposes, raping someone is why he got five interceptions as, as, <laughs> against the Jaguars. As, as Mordor said in Doctor Strange movie, the bill comes due. <laughs> you think the bill came due with him throwing five interceptions? That's right. That, that's level playing field. That's right. Really? That's right. That's money. That's bonus money. Oh my god, that's money. That's money he could. I don't used. think that's level play. That's money he could have used at the bar to rape I some girl. He did. He did not get. You go to jail. That's level playing field. Not you rape someone. You throw five interceptions against the Jaguars defense. That's preventing him from raping now. Because now that's money he could have made in bonuses that he could use at the bar to rape another girl. See where I'm going? You have a weird way of looking at life. It's, it's logic. It's, it's a logic I never want to be a part of. It's a good, it's a good kind of logic, but yeah, no. But Pittsburgh, going back to football, Pittsburgh should win that easy. They have too many weapons on offense, and I, their defense is pretty. The defense is decent, so they should be fine. I will say this for the sake of my pick'em league, I hope Jacksonville wins. I will be cheering for them. Gonna lose some money there. No, no, they're they're not the team I picked. I'm just pick saying them to lose. Other people pick Pittsburgh, so I would like to see Jacksonville win to take Pittsburgh out of the running. Okay, okay, I get it. That would help me a lot. <laughs> All right. The game I will be watching attentively will be the last game of the weekend, New Orleans versus Minnesota. Uh, 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 I'm hoping Minnesota takes that one. I think the Saints are going to win, but I think the Saints are trash, though. I don't think any of these two teams are good. Uh, Minnesota is going to let... Whoa, whoa, whoa. 13-3 and three is not good for Minnesota? Uh, but who is in their who's in a division? A green Green Bay ransacked the NFC. A Green Bay Packers who lost Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Detroit don't even get me started with Detroit. Dude, they ran (laughs) through all the NFC teams, ran through AFC teams as well. Like they, it's not like they had a lightweight schedule. Regardless of how you look at their division, all the teams outside of their division that they beat were no easy buckets, man. Yeah, I don't trust them. That defense is strong. For some reason, Case Keenum is a phenom. <laughs> like, to the point where it's like, you had Sam Bradford, he gets hurt, Teddy Bridgewater comes back from injury, and they're like, nah, we're sticking with Case. Which is something that most of us would have never thought would have ever been said in our lifetime. We're going to stick with Case Keenum. But that that's uh, not to help. Wait, Case Jackson. Keenum is, is is the... Yeah. Wow, watch the, uh, watch the picks. He's going to send some picks. Telling you, it's gonna be at least four picks. It's gonna get at least three tutties, baby. At least four picks. At least. Case, I got your back, bro. 
got your back, buddy. You got this. No, he doesn't. And that defense just shut down the run. That's all I'm asking. All right. Shut down New Orleans' run. Whatever. Whatever team wins this game, they're not going past whatever team they're going to face next. <laughs> Simple as that. I don't think Minnesota's going to be either Atlanta or Philly. Literally, whoever wins this game is literally going to the Super Bowl. Like, I don't see Atlanta beating either team. And Philly, if they manage to get past Atlanta, I don't see them getting past either team as well. Philly could beat uh, uh, the Saints. I don't think so. Philly can beat the, the, the Philly can beat the, the Vikings. Nah. Atlanta Atlanta can beat the Saints. That's for damn sure. Atlanta can Atlanta always always beats the Saints for some reason. And um the Vikings, who knows? We'll see. <coughs> but uh but yeah. We'll see how that goes. But that's the NFL picture. Make your bets, people. Let Make us know what bets. you guys think, man. Who do you got? Who you cheering for? You Patriots fans need not apply, because I mean you're all a bunch of bandwagoners anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's true once Belichick and Brady are gone that team is going back in the dump where they were before yep. that team was trash before Belichick and Brady started that dynasty and they don't even got Jimmy Garoppolo to take over when Tom Brady goes Jimmy back. Garoppolo has not lost as a starter in the in league yet he's the original big ball brand never lost <laughs> <laughs> Varball Jesus Christ We'll leave him for another time. Cause Should I have, we? Yeah, I have, I have stuff I want to talk about him and stuff like that. I feel like he's a good 30 minutes of conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll skip him. We'll go to what we really want to talk about. We'll start with, like, because there were a few uh, new things that came out on Netflix. Two we want to focus on, though, are Bright and the Dave Chappelle specials. Yeah. Mostly because Jason hasn't seen all the episodes of Black Mirror yet. So yeah. we got to skip that out. I'm very slow when it comes to the TV stuff. <laughs> so let's start with Bright. You saw it? Yeah. What'd you think? I liked it. It was different. It was very different. Uh, story could use some work, especially backstory. But I expected it. Bright should have been uh, a series instead of a, a movie. If it was, if it had been more of a series where we could get more backstory on, on what was what, it would make more sense that way. But um, I, I, I didn't. I didn't I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it was good. I'll tell you this. You're right on one thing. I didn't think it was terrible, but it was fucking trash. What do you mean? It was a bad movie. Like it, it's literally one of those movies where and I feel like because so many critics were critical about it, so many people forced themselves to like it just to be against them because we all knew what the critics were essentially doing. Trying to trash a Netflix movie so that we don't get Basically, people invested into this era of big feature films coming out on streaming services rather than coming into theaters, because we all know the theater companies are losing a lot of money. Yeah. But at the same time, if they were charging 15 plus dollars for a goddamn regular movie that's not in 3D or AVX or IMAX, then maybe you'd get more butts in your fucking chairs. Yeah, we don't want that 3D shit all the time. That hurts your eyes. You can't watch that all the time. But outside of that, the reason I didn't like Bright was just, as you said, like, the backstory wasn't really there. I felt the writing was very sloppy. Well, it's Max Landis who wrote that, who's another rapist. I'm not even <laughs> joking. It's true. The, the, another, another one of those Hollywood rapists. <laughs> yeah, like, I just felt like the movie was so all over the place to the point where it's like there was no cohesiveness to it. If you ever, if you, if you, if you know who Max Landis is, if you ever see him in person, in person, you understand why the movie is the way it is. He is that type of eccentric, out of the way, 
out of the realm person like that. So I understand why his movie came out that way. Um, obviously, they're not continuing with him for the second one. They're coming out with Bright Two, and they're not. Uh, they're they're yeah, not continuing with they him. They know this movie was shit. Like, like, like I said, I said it, to me, it's like inconsistency and incohesiveness is something that really bugs me in movies. And when I'm watching something, all right. If you're going to be a comedy, be a comedy. If you're going to be serious, be serious. Now, we live in a world now where a lot of action-adventure pretty much comes into every genre. But you can be an action-adventure thriller. You can be an action-adventure horror. Like, you can have these things, but be that. Whereas this movie, like, it tried to have, like, these serious undertones of, like, you know, the orcs... You have, like, the elves, the orcs, and the humans, and how, like, the orcs, because of something they did 2,000 years ago, have been living at the bottom of society. Nobody trusts them. Nobody likes them. And then you have this cop who's coming back to active duty. Nobody knows what happened to him, yet people are surprised he's still alive, and now he's partnered with an orc that he doesn't fully trust. Like, there's just so many, like... Well, it showed what happened to him in the story and stuff like that. They vaguely bring it up about how he got shot, but it's just, there's so much that I feel for a two-hour movie should have been explained thoroughly that wasn't explained thoroughly. And one of the reasons, like, obviously we're not talking about Black Mirror, but you watch something like Black Mirror, it's like every episode's a mini-film, and within these mini-films, the little amount of information you get gives you so much information. Like, you learn so much about, like, somebody's history and, like, their family and, like what drives their emotions, what makes them want to do the things they do, what makes them the horrible person they are, you know? Like, nothing is is simply black and white. There are shades and there's colors in between everything. So, watching Bright, like, I'm looking at Will Smith's character, and the one thing that's bugging me is, like, they make mention of his family, they show you his family, but there's no real interaction with his family. Like, they're just kind of there. The movie, it, it, to me, the movie was like training day mixed with running scared. That's yeah, that's that's what it was. I, that's why I enjoyed it cuz it reminded me of that a lot. So like I didn't really pay too too much mind about his family or all that stuff. Well, the story when the orcs and stuff like that, like I said, that could have been re- that could have been written a lot better because you know you, you if you're talking about stuff that happened in the past you want to know what happens in the past you need some kind of detailed backstory about it yeah. because we don't know what's going on that's well, that's the only weak point I found that in the story easily could have been a 5 minute narrative speech which we've seen movies do countless times where it's like we just give you a couple minutes where we give you a backdrop in history mm-hmm. of what's going on what this world is about. And it's not even a matter of like, just be like, you know what, just watch it and find out, but really give me a reason to become invested in this world. Yeah. You know, like I want to become attached. It's like, I watched this movie with full intention of hoping like the critics, what they said was bullshit. Cause most of the time, like I don't read what critics have to say, you know, like I'll hear like the little things, but like, I'm not going to go into detail because obviously you're going to get spoilers. But I watch movies with a critical eye. Like, I pay attention to the shots that are taken. I pay attention to the way the actors are expressing emotion. I listen intently to the dialogue that's going through. And I felt a lot of the stuff in this movie was just lazy. And if you're literally, like, if, let's say it was in theaters, 
if I had paid regular price for this, I would have been pissed off. Whereas if I treated like a matinee movie or a Tuesday movie, I probably would have been okay with it, even though I still wouldn't have liked it as much as like any other movie. But it's that type of film where I don't see myself ever watching it again. And if the second one comes out, I'll check that out. But like, I wouldn't watch the first one to like get a refresher because it just didn't capture me that way, you know? Which is to me disappointing because I feel there's so much that from what those two hours showed could have been done so much better and could have really just invested you in this Los Angeles city that has magic, it has elves, it's got fairies that I think that, were but you useless. see I think I think that's what you you thought. You thought it was gonna be like an epic fantasy like that. I, I, I from the from the trailer I was like this is um I'm not sure if you ever saw or ever played the game uh uh what's it called beyond good and evil yeah that's exactly what it was it was just like it's just okay yeah there's orcs and stuff but i don't expect magic and all that kind of no crap. i'm not saying i expected magic but i mean like there was magic in yeah the there was magic but i didn't expect what? like you know lord of the rings type shit no what i'm saying is i expected them to at least bring me into a situation where i would be invested in what's happening you know not just like make little mentions of it and then leave it alone because to me, I would rather you like not mention it at all and just go about the movie. But if you're gonna like bring up, oh, this ha- like something happened two thousand years ago, then it's like, now nah, we never talk about it again. What? Why did we say this? Like, like I said, that's why I said it would have worked better as a know? TV show. At the movie, I like I said, I didn't mind the movie. There was like weak points to it, but it was something different, which is what I liked. It was different. And it brought up, you know, yeah, it had fantasy aspect. But I, you know, with the second movie, I'm sure they're gonna. Flesh that story out. I hope with the second movie that they actually take a bit more time to be like, all right, this is what happened. This is why we are where we are right now, you know? Or where you live in a society where like all the humans, basically, regardless of race, are like, we stick together, you know? Like, yeah, like, let's figure out what the hell happened in this world to bring us to this point, you know? Yeah. Like, give it a bit more dialogue and that's appropriate and more backdrop that's appropriate to like, get me into a place where I'm like yo this what's happening here is insane and like I want to know more about it you know yeah it takes time but you know it's a new thing new property new everything so we'll see how that goes for the next one alright that's enough bright yeah bright light bright light two stars (laughs) I'll give it a (laughs) I'll give it a three and a half out of five Three and a half out of five. I liked it. You're generous. <laughs> it was good. All right. Dave Chappelle now? Oh, yeah. Equanimity. The Bird Revolution. Amazing. Yeah, it was good. Uh, the first one was better than the second one. I thought that for sure. The jokes were on point. But, what I uh, liked about it is just like, it's like Dave said, I'm, I'm good at this. Like, it's to a point where before I even come out, I just know like this is going to go well. And, and it shows the type of comedian he is where he's just so comfortable on stage and he's so comfortable with what he's going to go out there and do that, yeah, like, he is at that point where it's, like, it's too easy for him. Like, he's genius level at this. Yeah. He, but that's years of practice. He's been doing this for a lot of years, so he's been... He's used to it. Oh, yeah, well, he's he, been doing it since his teenage Yeah, so he's used to it. At least 30 years when, plus. When comedians do this for a long time and stuff like that, say for like a even like a billboard, like they know when they're gonna be they're gonna suck, when they're gonna be good, but that's all preparation and all your material you have and all that kind of stuff. So 
I expected, I expected it to be fun. I had a, I had a fun time watching his stuff. Yeah, it reminded me of his older stuff, and I, I was just, you know, happy to watch it. Well, it's one of those two where it's like, oh, it's, cool. it's not very often that I watch anything and I'm 100% focused on it. You know, like either you check the phone or you hit pause to like get food or do something. You know, like when I was watching this from start to finish, I was just like zoned in you know like i'm paying attention i'm listening to everything you're saying like i'm laughing at the jokes and i'm i'm not necessarily critical but i'm i'm really paying attention to what's going on you know yeah and that's one thing i feel like comedy needs again they need those types of, of people who just capture you with their presence on stage and their ability to just interest like intersect the different thoughts that we have whether we agree with them or not, because, yeah, like, there were a few jokes that are, quote-unquote, problematic. Obviously, like, the transgender jokes that he made, stuff that like that. That was hilarious. But <laughs> overall, the fact that you watch him do what he does, he, he tiptoes those lines and does it so well to the point where it's like, whether you're okay with the joke or not, what he's talking about is something that we know is being spoken about and probably needs to be spoken about out loud. Yeah, and it's I, about that conversation I, that, I always that say should be having, you know? In comedy, there's no such thing as lines. There's no, oh, you've gone too far. No, man, this is jokes. This is all jokes. If you can't take it, you shouldn't be at the comedy show. Look, he, <laughs> he even said from the beginning, it's like, we live in a time where everybody is bitch-ass niggas. They're PC. You know, and it's like, yeah, we're way too sensitive. Like, we, we act like every little thing that's spoken now, it's like, if it's not the pc way then it's evil and you got to get canceled and we got to get break away from that man because like i said like you through watching dave on stage you know he's making his jokes and he's talking about like you had the conversations where he's talking about how there was a pregnant asian lady who was at a show with her mexican boyfriend yeah, mexican boyfriend or husband and he's smoking on stage while he does his comedy as he always does and she is noticeably, like, coughing and, and making little comments about, you know, the fact that he's doing that. And then she writes him a letter saying, or writes his manager a letter saying that she he shouldn't book him for any more shows because of, like, his racism towards their relationship. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, Dave is married to a Filipino woman, so it's like, what? <laughs> People don't do their research. People just want to be outraged for anything. But that's in general in this day and age. They just want to be outraged Everybody to be outraged. Everybody's mad about something, but there's no consistency to the outrage in most cases. Yeah. Or a lot of times there's a lot of hypocrisy to the anger that people have. You know, and I saw it a lot in this con like this whole conversation too where, you know, and I mean, understandably, I can understand why there were trans people who were probably upset about some of the jokes that were made because if you look at, let's say, like, you have white people who have made certain jokes about other cultures... There's a very fine line they have to walk when they make those types of jokes, you know? So naturally, like, we're in new territory now when it comes to the transgender people. I feel like all comedians are trying to figure out what that line is. But at the same time, we have to allow comedians to have that right to find that line. We can't just shut down anything and everything that happens just because the word transgender gets brought up. <laughs> I don't know. I think just people are just... 
obviously this is the thing if people are this is what i said before too if you're saying stuff to me in a hateful way all right i know i know you're being hateful but if i'm like at a comedy show or something like that i'm gonna be looking at yo these are all jokes what am i what why am i getting angry at something that's all jokes like everyone like everyone can get it <laughs> when you're oh, at a comedy show, everyone can get it. You can be gay, straight, transgender, black, white, Asian. If you're at a comedy show, expect to get it. Especially like, if you know who the com- the comedian is. And, and that's the thing, it's like it's not like Dave Chappelle, like this is like the first time he's ever dived into the realm of like controversial or inappropriate jokes. Like his whole comedy life has been about doing these types of jokes where it's like it's it's hard to talk about. It probably shouldn't be said out loud, but hey, we're going to have the conversation. You know, like it, it's, it's just what he's been doing his whole career. Yeah. So to act like now he's crossed the line, it doesn't make sense. Like he didn't cross the line when it was gay conversations. He didn't cross the line when it was like rape conversations. He didn't cross the line when it was like murder conversations. But yet when it comes to transgender, now he's essentially crossing the line. Like, if that's the case for someone like him who who I felt honestly spoke about it the best way he possibly could as a guy who's like, look, I don't get it. Let me try to get it. But at the same time, I'm trying to get it. Can we just make some jokes about how weird this is to most of us? Yeah. Which I feel like, you know what? If we're at a comedy show, make your jokes, man. Like, I've been offended by jokes in the past, but I've never let it like, I understand what comedy is. I've, I've never offended by any jokes. No, but I mean, like, not offended to the point where I'm like, oh, I will never watch this person ever again. But like, offended to the point where it's just like, wow, that is uncomfortable to hear. Nah, not even me. And it's like, but it makes you think, you know? Nah. And I feel like that's what comedy should do. Like, comedians should bring it to that point where it's like, they give you that perspective where it's like, it opens your eyes to a, a thought pattern that you might have or a thought pattern that you didn't even notice. But it opens up a conversation that's bigger than what you realize you've been talking about this whole time you know and i think i i i i'm never getting offended at anything comedy wise because i know it's just jokes man there's a the only thing i'll laugh i won't laugh at you if you're not funny that's a, yeah. that's the difference if you're not funny and you're trying really hard to be funny when you're not okay then then i'll be offended I, now you now you're trying to blame me for stupid you're trying to tell me jokes that aren't funny now but if whatever type of jokes you want to put anything you do if you're white and you do black jokes i don't give a rat's ass as long as you're funny as, long as, it's funny enough. as long as you're funny you can do whatever you want to do just don't go out there like saying hateful stuff like you're going out there to insult races and stuff you're not going out there you're making jokes you don't have an agenda you're not going out there to insult people you're just going out there to make jokes and that's it and if you're funny with the jokes cool that's all good but don't uh you can say what you can, and you can say whatever you want just make it funny Man, Dave was just on point, bro. And I don't know, I I think I like the Bird Revolution more than Equanimity, just because the Bird Revolution was more of less edited. You could tell it was very much him in in what I've seen him do before, because like I've seen him live before, and he's very much like what he was in like the Bird Revolution, where he's just gonna sit there, or he's gonna stand there, he's gonna talk to you, it's gonna be chill, like he'll have his pauses, but it's like relaxed, it's calm. And it really feels like you're having a conversation with this guy in the room, you know? And you get your laughs out of it. It's but more intimate because it's a smaller yeah, room, it, that's why. And that's, but even, like, because when I saw him 
like he had did just for last maybe about three four years ago here uh-huh. can't remember exactly what it was but like it was a bigger room but that's what he does yeah like he literally treats the crowd as if it's like one person and has conversation with you you know and like you saw like he talked about like like how he equated his career to the book pimp which i thought was like an amazing analogy to make because I don't know if you've ever read the book, Pim. Nah, well, I know about it, but I've never read it. Yeah, it's it's one of those books that makes you think. And I mean, it, it's in the weirdest way because it's like, it's it's a pimp life situation, but there's so many lessons there as far as like psychologically and business-wise and just how you, how you notice people treat people even if they've never been in that world before. It's like the habits that people have that, cool that world. they learn as far as power is concerned and money's concerned, you know? It's a cool world. That's pimping, though. And him using that as, like, to be like, yeah, like, I saw my career going one way, and basically I walked away, but I came back and made more. So just crazy way that he, he, he basically made that analogy. And, I mean, like, if you guys haven't read that book, you should read it. If you haven't seen Bird Revolution or Equanimity, like, I don't know. Yeah, watch the specials. The specials are really you good. You haven't yet. It came out December 31st. Get on like, Netflix. On. Be a part of the conversation, people. But yeah, no, like, it, it's just, Dave just, I feel like he's just at that point where, and, like, I had went back and watched, like, the original two specials that he had put out on Netflix prior, like, after I had watched the, the latest two, and you just see, it's like, even though those two weren't as good as these two, it's still just how natural he is on stage and how easy he is able to have like this stand-up conversation with you and and bring up these topics that whether they're controversial or not just have that conversation in a way that you know it's like let's just do it like screw being pc about it let's just do it yeah i feel like there's there's not many people if any other person who can do it the way dave Chappelle does it just a whole new level of like stand-up comedy yeah it's really good I, I i personally don't think he's the best one of the best stand-up comedian but i do like his comedy there's a lot of stand-up comedians i, I love to watch better than him but those two were actually really good in my books one of his two of his best but um but yeah he always has you know social commentary and stuff that makes you think at the end of his sets that they, you know, make you go beyond the conversation of what comedy and everything that he does. So, um, if you guys haven't seen it, get Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, check Who it out. Doesn't have Netflix. A lot of people. <laughs> no, stop using your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend's account and uh, spend that what eleven bucks, twelve bucks, something like that. <laughs> you cheap bastards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm trying to think, was there anything else? You know, that's essentially it, man. First week back. First week back. I guess that's it for this week. Nothing made you mad over the holidays? No, no, not really. Really? I had All a good, holidays and nothing made you mad? I had a good holiday, so I can't complain. I'm trying to think. Did anything make me mad? Sickness. That's about it. <laughs> my nose is stuffy. I got the coughs. My eyes are messed up. That's about it. Oh, it's because you're an old man. It has nothing to do with that. You don't need enough carrots. Something at work. Something at, <laughs> caught something at work. You messed up my eyes. A new job screwing you over already. Uh, it starts with your health. Then they take your back. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, is what it is. But we are back for 2018. Uh, everyone, 
thank you very much again for listening. We really do appreciate it. And like I said, the website. Oh, I'm telling you, once that website comes back. Cannot wait. Can can we give a little preview? Okay, well, not a preview? No, you just got to wait. Not a preview of the website itself, but I want to say that the team will be getting a little bigger. Oh, that's no that's all. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. I'm not saying names. I'm not saying names. I'm just saying the team's gonna get bigger. Just know where we're we're expanding our horizons. Expanding and, our horizons. And then we're doing a little something something special for you guys. That's all it is, man. That's all it is. That's all we gotta say. We ain't gonna say nothing else. But, <laughs> but other than that, uh, trust me, everyone. It's uh, some good stuff coming out your way. Uh, new uh, new uh, new avenue to look in this podcast thing. You know, we're always trying to do better, trying to listen to your ideas and everything like that. Learn from what we do well, learn from what we do bad, just grow. More interviews, more stuff like that. You know, we try our best. Like we said, we're going to hit the ground running for 2018, and that's exactly what we're looking to do. It's exactly what we are doing. And like I said, man, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So keep your eyes out on that. And uh, Montreal people, especially people, well, in Montreal, they're going to be a lot you're going to see us a lot more. I know a lot of people are asking us, oh, why did you guys do video? And there's like, okay, relax. We're going to do video when we're ready to do video. Mostly everyone who listens to this knows who we are, except for like people in the States and other countries and stuff. They have never seen us, and I don't want you to see us when I, until I say Look, just wait for the website. I don't even think I'll put my, my image on the website. I don't want to I'll do put that. my picture on the website. I'd rather do that on the Instagram first. But people, I'm attractive enough to be on there. <laughs> I'll put. I'll add in the cricket sounds. <laughs> yeah, you think you can put your crickets all you want? Facts are facts. Facts is an extinct form. Facts are facts of sending messages. Facts are facts of sending messages <laughs> through the internet. All right, folks. You get a facts of my facts. All right, whatever. <laughs> all right, let's end this because before my eyes fall in my head. This dude's literally tearing up over here. It's pretty hilarious. It's not. It hurts. <laughs> Every blink is like burning <laughs> alright everyone so you can reach me on Instagram Twitter JJNBA just look for me there and uh, just send me a shout out I will be glad to respond to anyone you can also find me on Twitter at LeftyLucky underscore uh, don't find me on Facebook because I reserved that for family on Instagram Matt Scorpio but uh, as always the podcast don't be mad podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find that on all three platforms. You can subscribe, follow, and listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio website. What else is there? Podbean. Uh, Spotify. Spotify. Across the board, man. We, we made it easier for you. Yes. So you can listen to it at your best and most favorite convenience. Uh, not way. just the ones we named, too. Anything that... You- Anything that you listen to a podcast on, it's pretty much theirs. You just have to look for it. Look for the name and we'll be there. Don't be mad podcast. It's that simple. Subscribe, tell a friend, rate us, the whole nine, as we always ask you every episode. That's right. All right, and I guess that's it. Yeah, that's it. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Welcome to 2018. Hit the ground running with what you're doing and don't let it just last a month, you know, like those people who go to the gym and... Once January is over, they're back to uh, laying on the couch and eating burgers and chips straight up. Hey, the Jersey Shore is back. You gotta hit the gym, bro. <laughs> you gotta get. You gotta go to the gym, bro. And when the beat hits you, you gotta hit it back, bro. 
I saw that I saw a piece of the uh, quick note I saw a piece of that stupid show uh, Floribama or Flower what is it called? Floribama it's the most stupidest bullshit I've ever seen that's worse than Jersey Shore <laughs> and not in a good way worse <laughs> it's scripted worse it seems scripted yeah, I think I watched like two or three episodes and I was like yeah this is not for me no I'm not doing it so uh, that's my advice for the day stay away from Jersey Shore knockoff <laughs> alright alright folks we will see you again next week can't wait for Black Panther yeah <laughs> peace bye